morning, good afternoon, or good evening. And like I always like to say, how are you today? Welcome to the latest installment of the Man Cave Huddle. And I am your host, Greg. Well, in today's episode, I'd like to talk about the national championship in college. This game is going to take place between the Clemson Tigers and they'll be taking on the LSU Tigers. So either way, there's going to be a Tigers that's winning this game. But it gets deeper than that. Now, I could bore you with all the stats. I could bore you with all the nonsensical information about why I think this team is going to win. Or why I think that team is going to win. I could say, well, every time this team scores amount of points, we did that during the regular season. Now, I'm going to talk to you from my heart about watching both these teams play a couple times throughout the season, as well as the playoffs and their perspective conference championship games. When I look at Clemson, I had many doubts. They played a weak schedule. They didn't even play a ranked team. And when you look at all their competition, I think part of the reason why they got the ranking and the ability to play in the playoffs was because they're defending champions. If they weren't the defending champions, most people would say they don't deserve to be in the playoff. Look at their schedule. And I said, when they play Ohio State, it's going to be a step up from playing Florida State. It's going to be a step up from playing Georgia Tech. It's going to be a step up from playing Duke. Because we're not talking about basketball. We're talking about football. Now, in saying that, Ohio State, true, tried, tested, hard division. I said, are they going to be able to sit there and compete? Or, or is Ohio State going to come out and him with the whack, whack? And the Clippers are going to lay down like we haven't felt one of those in a long time. And initially, that's what happened. But a play happened which really changed my perspective about this entire game. Ohio State had control of this game. Clemson was in serious trouble, and they had the ball right before the half. And what happened? The quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, took the ball and ran for a 50-yard touchdown run. And it wasn't one of those busted defenses where he was free for 20 yards and it was a mad dash. It was he needed to make some people miss, and then he took it to the end zone. Now, in saying that, that play alone reminded me there's something to be said about the heart of a champion. Because it seemed that that play ignited Clemson, and Clemson was like, you know what? We are the defending champions. We did beat Alabama. We do need to step it up. Let's go out there and do what we do. And they did, and they wound up beating Ohio State in typical Clemson fashion. But the point that I'm trying to make is, you see, when you got the heart of a champion, regular people get beat. Regular teams get beat. When you got the heart of a champion, you got to kill them. I mean, you have to sit there and make sure the body's not moving. Kill them. Because if there's time on the clock, champions believe there's time to win. Now, on the flip side, you look at LSU. Now, these boys, whoo. I mean, they've been them boys all year. We're talking in the SEC. Joe Burrows put up some numbers that were truly magnificent and special. He had a couple thousand yard receivers. 
He had a thousand yard. But I mean, this was a game for all my Madden players out there. This was like you're playing on all pro and you're experienced and you're just trying to see, can I get three receivers with 10 plus touchdowns and a thousand yards receiving each, a running back with 10 plus rushing touchdowns and a thousand yards and a quarterback that passes for a gazillion yards. Because when you look at the stats, that's what it looks like. It looks like Madden. They're running an NFL-style offense against college defenses, and they're not, like, one step ahead. These dudes are, like, blocks ahead right now with the numbers that they're putting up. And Joe Burrows, I mean, hands down, he came into the season, and people probably thought he's an okay quarterback. But now he's far and wide distinguished himself as the number one overall pick as well as the best quarterback in his draft. Why? Because of his accuracy, because of his decision-making, and his athleticism. And in my last episode, when I previewed the divisional playoffs, I mentioned how all the quarterbacks in the playoffs now, you don't need to be Lamar Jackson or Michael Vick and rush for 100 yards. You do need to have the ability to be athletic and extend the play. Maybe turn a second and ten to a second and five or a second and seven or a second and four with the ability to run and extend the play. And that's what he brings. He can extend the play, let his receivers get open, and throw him the dime 50 yards down the field. Now, they are battle-tested throughout the season. I mean, talking about beating Florida, talking about beating Auburn, talking about beating Bama, talking about beating Georgia. All those teams at some point were ranked in the top 10. So they are battle-tested And when you come through the SEC undefeated, I mean, now you're talking about that Alabama-ish territory where you're considered special. And this team is special. But this is what I wonder about this team. Yes, they've battle-tested. Yes, they have been through it all and seen it all. But when they step on the stage and the lights are really, really bright, and there's hundreds of people there that normally aren't there on the sidelines. Are they going to be able to show up and blow up? Or are they going to need a while to settle in and relax? Because if they need a while, that while might be too much. And Clemson could take advantage of that. Because let's not forget, these dudes have been to three national championship games. This is what they know. They're going to step into the into the field, or I should say the field. They're going to step into the locker room and say, last year we had chicken fingers before our pregame meal. Could we have that again since we won? I mean, they're not going to sit there and be worried. They have the routine. They know what they're doing. And that brings a certain type of calm where you know what to expect. Now, there's a lot of talent across the board for both teams. But to me, this is where the game is going to be won and lost. Clemson stay recruiting five-star defensive linemen. These guys lost their defensive line, three-fourths of their defensive line to the NFL. And I believe out of those three, two of them went in the first round. Okay? So they they re-upped with their defensive line. And as good as Ohio State was playing, once Brent Venables, the defensive coordinator on Clemson, made a couple adjustments and had some run fits put in, Ohio State, I'm not saying they couldn't move the ball because they were. But what I'm saying is that defense was balling at that point. You got Isaiah Simmons on Clemson's D. 
He made a play against Ohio State I have never seen before. He is listed as a linebacker in a particular defense. He literally was 20 yards down the field in the middle of the field as if he were a cover one safety. Okay? And not as he by himself in the middle of the field. He had the range and the speed from the middle of the field to break on a ball, run to the sideline, and intercept a pass by Justin Fields, who only had, up to that point in the game, one interception all season. And he's listed as a linebacker. So when he's on the field, where is he going to play? What is he going to be doing? Is he playing a linebacker? Or is he the safety in his defense, and he's just creeping or buzzing around the line of scrimmage? You got to identify that. I'm sure LSU would do that with spread formations, having formations dictating what the defense is going to do. But that defensive line, if they can provide pressure on Joe Burrows, because I did say earlier that he's very athletic and can extend plays. They don't have the best line. And I'm not saying their line is garbage. They just don't have the best line. But if they can apply the pressure to Joe Burrows and make him feel uncomfortable, I think that's the shot that Clemson will have to win. Because Joe Burrows does not miss when he throws the ball. But the only way you can actually make him ineffective is keeping him off the field. Now, although I feel it will be the LSU offense against the Clemson defense that's going to determine who's going to win this game, a dark horse factor could be this. The, L- the, the Clemson offense compared to LSU is not as explosive. But when you have a running back in Travis Etienne who rushed for over 1,500 yards, and it could catch, had an ex- who had a very, very dynamic, explosive receiving touchdown against Ohio State. And then you have a quarterback who's rushed for over 500 yards and isn't scared to basically run it up the gut and do what he has to do to get a couple yards. If Clemson can control the clock by running the ball, Joe Burrow might not touch the ball enough for him to do the damage that he could do. Watch for that. Watch for Clemson to come out early and see if they can establish the run. Because if they can, that will be a scenario in which Joe Burrows might not get the accustomed touches he's used to getting to do damage. But I do feel that it will be the Clemson defense. Can they stop the dynamic LSU offense? Because it's not going to be about the DBs in the secondary. Because when you got three receivers that are like going in as first or second round, <laughs> there's only so much you could do. It's about that D-line getting to Burroughs and getting that pressure on him. I think that's where the game's going to come down, truly. And I think this is going to be a classic game. This game reminds me of the Ohio State Miami, University of Miami, when Ken Dorsey was the uh, quarterback of Miami and they had all them pros, uh, and that game went into overtime. I have a feeling this is going to be the type of game where the last team that has a ball driving down the field is going to need to score a game-winning touchdown, or it's going to go into overtime, and it's going to be an epic, 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 epic win for whoever wins this game. But if you ask me, who do I think is going to win this game? 
Ah, man. You know, I do believe in the defense and how defense wins championships and offense wins games. I think with the defense that LSU is bringing, because they have some serious play with their linebackers, that secondary, I mean, that's just DBU back there. If they can neutralize the run with that defensive line, I firmly believe that LSU will come out victorious and win this game. But it wouldn't shock me if Clemson won. But I believe LSU can do that and put up enough points with the limited touches that they'll have to eke out the victory and be national champions. My pick, LSU, national champions. If you want to score, with two high-flying offenses that average 48 and 45 points a game, I say in this game, LSU wins 24-20. Because rarely do you see teams that are so high-flying and dynamic put up that production in the championship game. It's usually half the points, if not half the production. So I'm going with the points in this game. 24-20, LSU will be a champion. Now, moving right along, let me give you my positive quote to end this episode. The positive quote for you today is, you pray for rain, but you got to deal with the mud too. That's part of it. All right? The quote is, you pray for rain, but you got to deal with the mud too, because that's part of it. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody.